everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their odd descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. Uh, we've got nothing special this week. It's just us talking about some random movies. Brantley's yeah. going to go. Aelita, Queen of Mars. All right. It's a Russian movie. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. They were doing a lot of cool stuff back in the day that like we didn't I find say out Rus- about. I say Russian. Not Russian, because that's not a word. This is called the first Soviet science fiction film because of its, quote, futuristic sets on Mars, although most of it is most of it takes place in Moscow. <laughs> the movie is set at the beginning of the new economic policy in December 1921. A mysterious radio message is beamed around the world. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So they're going, like... I assume this may, this isn't made in 1921. No. They're, go, they're doing, like, a historical drama? Sci-fi. About... Well, no, I know, but I mean, they're setting it up with, like, they've always been here. Don't you want to know where the Transformers came from? They were knights, and then they were in the prehistoric era, and then they had enslaved cavemen, and... Well, it was... What else did they okay, do? It was they killed the dinosaurs, then the fallen shot of a bunch of cavemen. Right. Because he was a racist, and which is ironic for that movie. Also, they didn't... The Transformers didn't kill the dinosaurs, that was the creators. I, yeah. What's this movie about, really? Oh, okay, um, 1921... Mysterious so freedom. This is about like so the they talk about the economic, the new economic policy NEP. I'm going to look this up real quick while you keep reading. Uh, mysterious radio message being around the world, and among the engineers who receive it are Los, the hero, and his colleague Spiridonov. Okay, these are Russian names. I'm going to get them up or get them wrong, and I apologize. Los is an individualistic dreamer. So. Kind of bad for the Soviets. Yeah, I was going to say, what? What? He's the hero of this movie that was made? When was this made? I'm not sure when this was made. Okay. I mean, if it's the first Soviet Russian, science fiction movie. It would seem to be Soviet. It but says, they're like, be yourself. Do your own thing. Go out there and make your own way in the world, except for capitalism, because that's bad still. Ailita <laughs> is the daughter of Tuskub. The ruler of a totalitarian state on Mars, in which the working class are put into cold storage when they are not needed. It would save on overpopulation. So, apparently, the new economic policy was proposed by Vladimir Lenin, who described it as a progression towards state capitalism. It did not appear to work out. 1921? They let people... Yeah, so, and there is, like, a, a radio transmission that goes around at that time? Yep. Just like some random, like, Vladimir Lenin's like, what if we try this state capitalism thing guy? And then also at the same time... Well, it says like, it's said at the beginning, so that stuff going on just as, like, background noise and... I guess, yeah. I mean, presumably... Like, like how Godzilla... Like, when this or, came out, it would have been recent enough to be in recent memory. I was gonna say, uh, I, I say Godzilla, but I meant Kong Skull Island, where it's just like, it's taking place during the Vietnam War, it doesn't really have anything to do with that. Yeah. Okay. With the telescope, Aelita is able to watch Los, just him from Mars in Soviet Union. Okay. <laughs> She's Martian, so really strong telescope then. Also, no atmospheric problems or clouds ever. Maybe it's a maybe it's a thermal telescope or something. There's a lot of heat on the Earth, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hand wave it here. She has a crystal ball. Let's just go no, with that. No, it's his telescope. <laughs> That's a Martian word for crystal ball. All right. It's the one little weird coincidence. As if by telepathy, Los obsesses about being watched by her. 
specifically her or just in general? Well, I'm gonna, I'm sort of imagining he dreams about someone that he doesn't know who it is, but it is her. Yeah. And he's like, this woman is in my dreams and she keeps watching me. What's going on? Shut up and get back in the bread line. <laughs> no, don't you understand? I'm an individualist. I believe... Then I'm- you can individually not have bread today. Get out of here. After some hugger-mugger involving the murder of his wife and a pursuing detective... What? Hugger-mugger. There's a hyphen there. Is, uh, that's just supposed to be some term I'm not familiar with. I'm also not familiar with it. Okay. Today on the uh, Definition Podcast. Well, I'm not... <laughs> what? <laughs> Before I actually look up what it means, I kind of want to imagine the hugger-mugger. <laughs> just, like, hugs people and steals from them? <laughs> or maybe he just, like, the people really don't want to be hugged? Abuse or disorderly. Confusion. Yeah. Muddle. Secrecy. Yeah, it could also be... Yeah, so, yeah, some confusion involving the murder of his wife. Just say that. Well, I think... Is this KGF Fisser's writing this? I don't know, man. At some point, you're like, I've written 3,000... I've written every word in the English language. <laughs> Time for French. <laughs> Gets a gleam in his eye. Or her. Vissers, we want to talk to you if you're out there. And we know you are. <laughs> We're big murder fans. of his wife and a pursuing detective, Los takes the identity of Spiridonov and builds a spaceship. He is an engineer. Oh, okay. And so he just builds a spaceship. Because he's an individualistic dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's obsessed with Stuff. being watched from Mars by a hot chick. I presume hot. I don't remember if it says that. We, one, we can assume. I mean, she's a female lead in the movie, so yeah. It would be pretty bad if he has these dreams about her and she's watching him the whole time. And he gets there and she's like, oh. She's got a hair lip and a mustache. You've been having a lot of Twinkies, haven't you? <laughs> Okay. Albert with the weight shaming. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to back down. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking is going to happen that. there. I respect your decisions in life. So, with the revolutionary Gusov, he travels to Marv. Gusov is just here now. He's a revolutionary, and he's friends with our individualistic dreamer <laughs> protagonist. Well, if he's revolutionary against the Russian people, maybe... I- Maybe that's why he's friends with him. From their point of view, was this a villain protagonist? Like, darn this guy building... Maybe they're just like really happy to get rid of him. It's like, we don't want you. <laughs> if you're an individualistic like, dreamer, you can just go to another to be, like, Watching this guy, I'm like, man, I'm tired of him. Oh, thank God he's leaving the union. <laughs> Praise Lennon. Yeah, I was going to say, so they he, wouldn't thank God. Yeah. He, he builds the rocket, takes his revolutionary friend, and goes to Mars. Why do you take his friend's identity? Is he framing him for this? Because he takes Spiridonov's identity and then leaves the planet. Wait. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Is Why? he just screwing this guy over because he can? Or is it just while he's gathering the materials? Because I'm assuming he doesn't have the materials for a rocket on hand. What, this guy just has really good credit and he's able In to In 1921. <laughs> Is this still taking place in 1921, or is it... Yeah, the movie said the beginning of that thing. Oh, I thought that that was, like, a flashback. No. Because he's one of the people who received the signal that was beamed around, which, still not sure what that's about. There's a radio signal happen, and then other stuff. Okay, okay. But the Earthlings, and Ailita, are thrown into prison by the dictator, who was Ailita's... I think her dad? Yeah. So they get to Mars... And are immediately imprisoned. Well, he's individualistic, and they did kind of illegally invade. 
and he can't build a wall around the planet. It's just silly. Gusev and Los begin a pr- proletarian uprising. Okay. See, now the Soviets can be behind this man. <laughs> but he's still individualistic. But there is for the working man now. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I see that. I, I had that for this problem. There's a, um, a North Korean film where they kidnapped a director from South Korea who's really yeah, famous. Yeah, the, the kaiju movie. Yeah. Well, no, not, that's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, they did this yet. again? He made like five movies for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I and they, the kaiju he, one because that's all I cared about. He did a movie called Hong Kil Dong. Which was about is a, essentially a like a martial arts film, mm-hmm. and it was all about how this guy is like, sh- like frustrated that he can't be with the woman that he loves because he's of a different class than her, mm-hmm. and like the tyrannical overlords like lording it down on him, and he leaves and forms his own country. And I was like, actually showed this to people in North Korea, <laughs> like it, they not only showed it to them, but the state sanctioned like. Yeah, man. Talk about really bad leaders. You know what you should do if they're not nice to you? You leave. I mean, the leaders probably didn't see the movie. They was like, North Korea made a good movie. You go see North Korean movie. The leader was like the producer. The great leader was the guy who was in charge of making it. I don't know. Okay. So they leave the uprising. And Alida offers to lead the revolution. Because she is actually a Martian. Right, yeah. Never mind that she's the daughter of the dude who is the dictator. So there's a little conflict of interest there, but whatever. But she then establishes her own totalitarian regime. Okay, this is I'll like... the revolution. I'm in charge. Go back to work. This is super... Like, I love this now. <laughs> I, this this turn of events is exactly what would happen. Every time there's a resolution, someone's like, we're going to get rid of all the old bad guys because they suck. And they do. And then you're like, we're going to put our guys in place. And those guys suck too. You can do this exact thing in Fable 3. Because the whole game is your brother's kind of turned into a dictator king. Right. And you lead the revolution to become the ruler, the king or queen, depending on your gender. And then you can just be a complete jerk. <laughs> you can have child labor. You can institute like uh, state-driven prostitution. You can take all the waste and dump it in a place where people live just so you don't have to smell it. Okay. Or you can open schools and be nice and happy. I, I, if you do that, is, you don't get enough money, and everyone dies. Is uh, is that the end of this description? No. Okay, so I'm I'm really curious to see where this goes. Los is shocked by the development. You're on Mars, man. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that this is more of like a political fable at this point. And attempts to stop Ilita, and then reality and fantasy become confused, and Los discovered what has really happened. Has he been unconscious this whole time? Is he in prison? Just like, and then we went to space. And then she was a dictator. Is he dreaming about the fact that they, like, overthrew... Because, again, 1921, right after the Bolsheviks uh, overthrew the Tsar, and then tried to run everything, essentially, like, from the top down, mm-hmm. and tell everybody exactly when to do all the stuff. They had things like, you're all going to plant your crops today. And they're like, it was really bad hailing today. We couldn't do it. Well, that was the day to plant your crops. So they, they sort of, like, got into the uber micromanagement stuff mm-hmm. and became as bad or worse than the people they replaced. I'm assuming that's what's happening here. Yeah. He's sort of like, he's been imprisoned for whatever political revolutionary stuff and he dreams this up because that's what happened to him. Hmm. That's the end of the movie. Okay. Or at least the description. I kind of want to see that one. I hope there's a better resolution. Or there is a resolution to the movie, but... I still want to see it. I want him yeah. to wake up and be like, Wow. 
My dream and the real world suck. <laughs> That's just sad. <laughs> like, I woke up from a depressing dream and it just made me sad this morning. Yeah, I woke up from a dream this morning that I had to do something and I was like, I don't have to do that. Cha-ching. What's the next movie, Brantley? Uh, we have Haze. Like multiple of hay or H-A-Z-E? Z-E. Okay. A man wakes up to find himself locked in a tiny, cramped, concrete room. In which he can barely move. Oh, already, I'm tensing up. I'm Are tensing you claustrophobic? up. Claustrophobic. A little bit, a little oh, bit, cool. a little bit. Especially like when it's a, like not just a box or something, but like like concrete. A where you're out. not leaving. Yeah, there's no way. Okay, okay. He doesn't remember why he is there, or where he came from. He has a terrible stomach injury and is slowly bleeding to death. But he can't move. He can't move really. No. Like, he can sort of, like, squirm around, but he can't yeah, even stand up. he's the walls. He barely fits. Oh. <laughs> I've learned something about you today, and I'm enjoying it, because I'm a, you know, I'm a dick. <laughs> he begins to explore the narrow confines of his prison, so he points forward and pokes back. Yeah, I, I don't... I'm becoming... He's got a little, more room. He's, he's got a little more room than that, because he uh, crawls around the maze-like room. So, not a whole lot of moved room, but... Or, room to move... I had verbal dyslexia there, but he can still travel a bit, but he has to crawl. Okay. So, you know, he's not just box. I'm, a, I'm more okay with that now. Okay. It's okay. not just a, you know, concrete closet that he's stuck in. Only to see a horrible vision of hell waiting for him at the end of each room. Or each end of the room. How big is this room? I started out like, he, like he's just sort of... He's in a tiny concrete in a... room in which you can barely move. Presumably there's like a small little opening that he can crawl into. Okay. And there's a maze that way. He has to go back and so he has to go back backwards. That is also creepy. And then there's the other hole and he can go through that one. It's the same terrible thing. So he has to go backwards again. All right. I'm assuming maybe. And maybe, you know, all four walls. I like, now that we know that it's a maze, I'm envisioning the poster for this like having like an H that also maybe kind of looks like an M. Mm-hmm. Like has the ghost of an M behind it. I'm not a good design person, but I can kind of envision how that I mean, would work. I mean, the shadow laying across and, like, the middle thing gets warped by the light and kind of looks like an M. Yeah, yeah. Finally, he gives up the, on the struggle and collapses in exhaustion. Mind you, he's bleeding to death this whole time while he's crawling around. Is this, a, is this a full film or is this, like, a short film? Then he... I don't know how long it is. Okay. Then he begins to remember images from his past. Clinging to these images, he creeps forward with the last ounce of his strength and meets a woman in a place that stinks of rotting corpses. The man and the woman both try to recall where they came from, but the memories are so uncertain that they are not even sure they want to return. The man is ready to give up, but the woman insists on going forward. Neither of them can imagine the incredible end to the journey. Which, thanks for that? <laughs> Just so you know. At the end, they can't stuff happens. You could imagine it, because you have a good imagination. These guys, terrible. They're not original at all. <laughs> I like how it's the guy basically saying there's a cool twist, but he didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> Just so you know, they can't. Stuff. They they won't see what's coming. There's not a twist though. But it blew my mind. No <laughs> twists. Are not you... predictable, but it's good. I'm looking at the IMDb description for this because I wanted to see when it came out. Uh, it's 2005, by the way. Looks like it's a foreign film uh, and not short. Oh, it's 49 minutes. So it's a shortish film. That's under an hour, man. Yeah, but That's like most short, short film, films are like 15 minutes or 5 minutes. 49 minutes is like a TV episode with less commercials. I'm down with this world where TV doesn't have commercials. Imagine a streaming service where there's no commercials and you watch whatever you want. <laughs> there's a great... So I'm, I'm on the IMDb description here for this. Uh, and it mentions that he's... Like he sees other people 
undergoing the same kind of thing hmm. in their own rooms as he's crawling around. Are there windows? They threw holes in the walls. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he and did you did your description have the woman in a place full of floating corpses? Uh, it smells of rotting corpses. Okay, yeah, but the idea of being like stuck in a pool with a bunch of dead stuff all around you, like dead people, and you swim around and you bump into rotting flesh every time. And it stinks, and you're treading water trying to keep from dying. And they're in a con- there's probably not a lot of light in this place. Probably not, but like, enough so that maybe well, just so enough the so that you see. know. It's messed up. <laughs> it's messed up. I'm, I'm horrified by this. I want to see this. <laughs> this is good stuff. I don't know if it's good stuff, but... It sounds cool. It's on... Oh, I can, even, I can watch it right now on Prime Video, Brentley. Well, that's it for today. I say we can't do that. No, now that we've recovered it, we can. Yeah, we can now, but not on... The, that one was not funny. It was genuinely unpleasant for me all the way through. All I'm of not, that stuff. That's fun for me. Okay. Schadenfreude. Well, if you enjoyed my discomfort, uh, click that like button on <laughs> YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, uh, tell a friend about it. Uh, keep listening. Hit that subscribe button, and we will see you guys next week with another episode of Too Weird, I Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey guys, Albert here, butting in at the end of the episode to let y'all know that we now have a Patreon page over at patreon.com slash watch. Uh, if you head over there, you'll see we have some really cool rewards. At the lowest tier, you get access to our exclusive monthly episode that we'll, re- we'll be releasing just for Patreon donors. You can also get a shout out on the show and for you high rolling, high dollar types, there is even an option to have us record an episode of this here podcast for you and you alone. That's right. Bespoke episodes of Too Weird Didn't Watch. It ain't cheap, but if that's the kind of thing you want to spend your money on, head over to patreon.com slash Watch and check us out. Pancake Robot is coming to town. Is that a robot that gives you pancakes? He makes pancakes. pancakes, Or is pancakes? I would assume gives them. (laughs) He makes pancakes and then eats them in front of you.